You're listening to the 76th Street Network. For this and many other great shows, go to 76thstreetnetwork.com. Love you, Tony. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, my God, I need to say something about this shit that makes me mad. It's not my fault I look like Jesus. Oh, so you believe in a very tiny Jesus. That would explain the lack of a bulge. Damn it, if the audience doesn't want to live through the grittiness of a, a real-life interview, then fuck them. If I could have a beer with Jesus Heaven knows I'd sip it nice and slow I try to pick a place that ain't too crowded Hello everybody and welcome to Drop and Loads like always at Milky Way Pouch and we have our very special guest returning to us it is Lance Mannion How you guys doing? How's everything been, man? Well, I've, uh, I've got a new book to pimp, so uh, hence the phone call. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Tell uh, us a little bit about your new book. Um, it's strikingly similar to the uh, the first four, which is uh, <laughs> collections of short stories. Uh, most of them attempts at being humorous, but uh, some of them just uh, more odd than anything. All right. Um, yeah, I've been reading it. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to finish it. Uh, it's there's no slight to you, but I just have a problem. I have a problem with attention spans when it comes to s- short stories. It doesn't. They don't quite suck me in as much as a long narrative does. So I've I've been trying to get through it. I'm I'm almost halfway through, and I, I'm so far I'm loving it. By the way, it's great. Well, it's you know, a it's not for everybody, and B, you know, it's it's something I think you read differently than a novel. You know, as far as sitting down cover to cover. That's probably not going to do it. it it's, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a bathroom book, but it's, it's something for commuters or people with very short attention spans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess my attention span is a little bit longer than your average uh, person. I don't know. I just like I, I know I like reading long narratives because it sucks me in. And I can't stop reading. And then like I would get into a story you you you're writing. Uh, I would get into one of the stories in your book, and then suddenly it ends. I'm like, oh man, that was a good story. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta learn to let go. Adam. I guess so, but the problem is I have attachment issues, so I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want to let go of these characters. Like, um, for instance, the first story in his book is called is, is based on this character named Lap Napkin. Mm-hmm. Lap Napkin is this base is basically this um this spy guy that's like that shame 007. He's better than James Bond, basically. Like he's okay. that fucking badass. <laughs> And um, he, it's centered around another character named Ruth, who's hot as balls. Who's really, really hot. And it's, it's, a, it has an ending where she doesn't. She, basically, spoiler alert: she doesn't live. Mm-hmm. And I was so upset because I didn't want her to die. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, right. I mean, it, it's hard to argue with you know if you've connected on such a deep level. With the- <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I'm ashamed. <laughs> was there was there any ending in mind where she would have survived? Um, probably. It, it really happened. Uh, you know, it's a stream of consciousness story. So you know, an hour later, she could have survived, and you know, he could have taken one uh, in in the forehead. So you know, it it just so happens that's how it uh, panned out for her. Oh, uh, so despite her gravity defying breasts. <laughs> I know, right? It was a great description of her tits. He he kept doing it, too, uh. very often throughout the story. He's like, oh, her tits are great, basically. Of course, with more detail and a lot more sophisticated in the way I just said it. Um, um, as long as, it, as, long as the tits were great. My, uh, my works. What happened? <laughs> no, I'm, I've 
sophisticated is usually not something I see in a lot of reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you you see that in a drop and loads review. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, nice. <laughs> compared to me for our humor, this is like fucking Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm feeling it. Uh, I, I, the one thing I'll note, man, I don't know if you uh, had planned on bringing up uh, your own short story, but, you know, the idea of, of sharing my website was exactly that, to, to bring people into the writing end of it. And I think that uh, you're being humble. I think your, uh, your piece on my, my page was a little more sophisticated than uh, your, your typical dropping load people would, uh, would expect it to have been. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's true. Everyone should go read it. It's still up on the site, right? Yeah, it's called Itchy Suit. But this was pre-dropping loads before I kind of butted into a podcaster with a great sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I, I, there's a lot of parallels between, um, you know, not so much writing and doing podcasts, but the, the new technology behind self-publishing and podcasts as, as an alternate means of of getting whether it be you know writing out there or, or in your guys' case comedy out there without having to go through the the normal channels. So I, I think it's an interesting thing when a, an unknown writer like myself is is you know being interviewed um, with a straight face when, when probably your audience has no idea who I am. But in a couple of years they may look back and say, wow, you know, before uh, the podcast went big and before his writing went big, we heard it you know in this underground scenario. So I, I'm very attached to you know to, to the technology behind this, you know, allowing us to, you know, reach audiences that, that even 10 years ago, we'd had no way to, to reach, you know, without going through, you know, the proper channels. Uh, you say our audience, it means like three people strong. And yeah, I'm one of them is my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they remember the man who created have National Have Sex and the Ugly Person Day. Yeah. In case you guys didn't know, Lance came on our podcast a few episodes, probably about almost 20 episodes ago, uh, promoting this uh, crazy, wonderful, holiday called National Have Sex with an Ugly Person Day, which is April 2nd, I believe, correct? Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's almost that time of year. <laughs> oh man, finally I could all get late again soon. By the way, how did that uh, I, I do feel bad because it, it tends to overshadow Christmas, so <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. the rest of the new year out of respect to you know, this, uh, this holiday called Christmas, but yeah, yeah. as soon as it's that's Christmas done, again? we can really focus on April 2nd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to start preparations now. I mean, how did the holiday go, by the way? I don't think I ever followed up with you on that. Um, I think uh, nobody followed up on it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, in fact, you're referencing it maybe the first time since uh, April 3rd that it was brought up. Oh, man. That, that holiday deserves to be a national holiday. Um, <laughs> let's go back to your book. Uh, generally, how do you select your stories for your books? I mean, I, I know a lot of them were published in, in various online magazines and stuff like that, but I know there's a lot that wasn't. And I just want to know, like, were the previous blog entries or just something you kept hidden because you wanted to keep it a special, a special for a book? Well, I, I try to write... You know, for the for the website as often as possible. In the last few months, it's it's dropped off a little as I've been you know focusing on the book and trying to promote it. But most of the time, it's just collecting this big pile of shit and then you know sifting through it and taking you know the the seventy or eighty least offensive uh, stories and throwing them together in a book. What happens to the most offensive stories? <laughs> well, I I think the 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 offensive ones are the ones people tend to to remember, oh, yeah. you know, fortunately or unfortunately. And I think through the years, I, I may have been guilty of going over the line just for the point of, you know, attracting attention. Mm -hmm. I think this may be the first book that I, you know, I took out of, 
you know, a few that were purposely just trying for shock value and tried to put a little more effort into writing a little bit better. It's funny you say that because I do did not and will not forget that story called Slave to Logic. Yes, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, shall I try to describe your work, or do you have a better? I'm sure you have a better way of describing it. To summarize, no, I, I'd much rather hear it uh, through your voice. <laughs> <laughs> the piece is called Slave to Logic, and it begins with a rant about how he believes, you know, reparation money with white guilt and having to pay um, former slaves or ancestors of slaves money for basically for feeling sorry for, for enslaving you back, way back when, even though yeah. that was like almost 300 years ago. Um, Paying for you doing nothing, yeah, you pretty know, much. Whatever. And so <laughs> the the story begins with uh, the, our unknown narrator is ranting and ranting about how he thought that was always a silly um, option mm -hmm. to uh, to make amends and whatnot. And then not, so he begins to propose a, a more offensive alternative, or according to him, more logical alternative. Mm -hmm. And um, he's he starts estimating the amount of slaves that were transported to America and over the course of 341 years of slavery. Uh -huh. And he estimated about I think it was. 440,000 uh, slaves were brought from Africa to North America. And um, he said, why not we send 440,000 white Americans over to Africa for 341 <laughs> years and th that would just settle everything. Bygones would be bygones and... You know, we're all good, apparently, after that. And he plus, he also <laughs> happened to mention, like, you know how um, how white people have uh, have stolen, like, these great achievements in art from blacks, you know, such as jazz and R&B and, yeah. like, and stuff like that? He's like, what could happen when whites start stealing shit from Africans in Africa? Imagine the type of art movements we get out of that. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's the most ridiculous thing. Like, throughout the entire thing, I could not believe it. I read it at work, and I was like, <laughs> should I tell people about this? This is fucking ridiculous. But I will never forget that story. Well, you managed to offend even me. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, like, really? My, I have my talking points listed here, and it literally says, What the fuck, Lance? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that I get a lot. <laughs> the thing is, like, that does make sense. Like, if there would be an end to it, that would be it. Because, to me, reparations, paying with money, it's illogical. It's fucking it stupid. Is. It is. You know, like, let, let's say my great-grandparents or whoever, maybe later than that, had slaves and whatnot. Why should I pay for it? They're dead. Exactly. Nothing you can do. Go, go, to their, yeah. go to their grave and take whatever you can from them. Like, I didn't do shit. You just loot their graves? Yeah, just do whatever, <laughs> you know. I mean, the whole point of, of ending slavery was to end slavery. So I don't think they want to, I don't think we should continue the cycle of slavery with white people. So but it would be fun. It, I know, but that's why it works only in the, that's why it only works in a book and it will yeah. never work in real life. With, well, I did like the imagery of, you know, them uh, going through Greenwich Village and pulling people out of their, uh, their flats and, you know, going into Soho and pulling people out and throwing them on a cargo ship. Uh, for some reason, I, I just like the imagery of that. <laughs> he actually said cargo ship, too. That I think yeah. about it. Instead of flying them over, he's like, ship them in a fucking cargo <laughs> ship. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It has to me, be right? the same. <laughs> just replicate the horrible things that happened to the blacks way back when. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Now, Nickname all the white people Toby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it, wasn't that it? Was his name they were trying to make? Yes, I believe so. <laughs> if we're going to go for a route, I think the key in any is offending both sides equally. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's not trying to avoid offending them. It's just making sure at the end of the story they're like, okay, well, white people will, will hate him as much as I do. And, you know, I think that's the, the, the only goal you can have when you're talking about, you know, stupid issues and, and trying to present them, you know, with a little absurd spin. 
Yeah. The intention of that story was not to offend, was it? Because it certainly seems like it. Well, I, I think that, you know, offense takes a, a lot of forms. You know, if you try to offend, it's very easy to, to, and people will just stop reading. I guess what I try to do is, is to, to lure them in where they, they think that I'm on their side and then, you know, quickly change course. Because that's really the only way to infuriate somebody. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely changed course. I had no when he came up with that solution. Because I was reading, it, I was like, "Yeah, it makes sense." And suddenly, boom, he comes up with this alternative. I was like, "What? <laughs> the fuck?" I'm just glad well, that I in my in my last book. I don't know if you remember. I had the the idea for the uh, the musical based on a, a slave owner who only bought gay slaves. So it's <laughs> <laughs> You know, nothing but, you know, music and song, and, and I and I think that may be the most offensive thing I've ever written. Wow. That, and that was in Homo Says Waterkiss? I believe so. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it went back as far as the ball washer, so yeah, I think it was Homo Says Waterkiss that was in. All right, so, yeah, if you want that book, that's available free on your website, right, Lance? Is it? Well, what I did with, with both the ball washer and Homo Says Waterkiss is I, I released them as free ebooks yeah. in order to, you know, get a name out. Yeah. And recently, and, and this was two weeks ago, they both came out as paperbacks that you can now buy. So oh, um, at the time that the paperbacks came out, I think they were, they'd been downloaded in the neighborhood of 18,000 times. Holy so shit. hopefully, you know, if I can get 1% of the people not to hate it, they may actually buy it in the paperback version now. Holy yep. shit, that's great. Congrats. There was another story. Let's not go, let's, I guess let's stop being offensive and let's go with one of the more poignant stories he has in the book. Mm-hmm. I love this story called Demon Wrestling. That, it, to me, is one of the most beautiful things I've ever read. Um, it may sound oh, exaggerated. What? He said thank you. Oh, yeah. It, it may sound exaggerated, but it's really fucking good because, like you said, it kind of takes you in a different direction. Listen mm-hmm. to the surprise in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Let, wait, you sure Les Manion wrote this? <laughs> Did you uh, steal that from somebody? Or that <laughs> somebody else? Because it kind of takes, like, it, it starts you off at a certain way where you're like, okay, demon wrestling, you know, it's not something you hear very often. And even the even the narrator of the piece is like, what the fuck is demon wrestling? I got to find out what this is because this sounds like hella fun, mm-hmm. which I thought the same thing. So um, when I read it, I was like, okay, where is it going with this? I, obviously, I was confused as fuck. And then it, it was revealed, um, and I don't know if I really want to spoil it, but... If you ever get a grab, get a chance to um, to purchase it or download it from his website, whatever, however you want to do it, um, at, le- at the very least, that's a story you need to read because it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, and you, you, you told me, and, yeah. and I really did think it was just an amazing thing. You asked me, what do you think demon wrestling is? Exactly. And I never thought of what we, what I said. Like, yeah. I, this is something I don't want to spoil. This is something you just have to pick up the book or download it's amazing. and read it yourself. It's a really good story. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and how see. did you uh, how did you come up with that? Like, did you have well? I, I don't know if we want to spoil it or anything, but did you fight some demons at times? Um, I, I think it's just a long time ago. I'd written a story about um, somebody who got talked into cockfighting, where he actually fought a chicken. Long story, but at the time, I used this imagery of this of this pit where they were put in, and and I used a lot of uh, references to the food that was in there and the audience, you know, speaking Spanish, and I enjoyed the imagery a lot more than the stupid idea of somebody actually, you know, kicking a rooster to death. Yeah. You know, that was almost an aside. So I think I tried to go with that same idea of creating an, an image, you know, like the, not to spoil it, but, you know, an entire auditorium of people sitting, watching mm-hmm. this event, 
but just giving the reader enough to, to put themselves in that spot again it was even more powerful than I think than you know the, the sticky name it was uh, allowing people to really come up with a lot of their own conclusions and, and put themselves in that environment and it, it became very immersive um, towards the end something that I feel like anyone can relate with something that I feel like it w well they would be able to understand and and also um, you know I guess go through as well mm -hmm. it's it's such a great story it's very powerful as you said now that's at the very least that one is something to pick up the book for it's such a great story um let's see i think you, you mentioned short stories and people have you know a limited tolerance to it it, it really is important to uh, like uh, the episodes of scrub which you know i always aspire to it's not just one thing they're not all funny or they're not all rude or they're not all poignant mm -hmm. it, it's important to mix them up because if you read more than two or three in a row and they have the same five, it gets really dull fast. Yeah. So I, I purposely throw a couple of those in just so people don't you know, know what to expect out of the next story. I'm so glad you said that because there was a moment in time where I was fit. I, I, I first I also love Scrubs too. I love Scrubs. It's one of, to me, it's one of the best TV shows around. And um, there, there was actually a moment in time where I was watching it and I was of course feeling touched by it because it's fantastic writing, of course. And I was thinking to myself, if I could write like this. Um, as a profession, I would be pretty fucking happy. Mm -hmm. And it's it's some of the some of the some of the best. It's silly as fuck, mm -hmm. but when it gets down to it, it can be very powerful stuff. Oh yeah, I mean I remember the the episode um, where where Doctor Cox makes a decision on the uh, the patient who ends up having rabies, and you know mm -hmm. one by one all the patients are dying. So you're sitting watching Scrubs, you know, enjoying yourself, and then they drop this amazingly powerful situation out of nowhere, and you're trying as you're, you know, you're misting up and getting all choked up, you know, to remind yourself that it was supposed to be a comedy. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, you, you welcome this really intense scene out of nowhere. Makes you feel real. That, that yeah. may be a little too specific when I'm referencing one particular mm. episode, but I'm, that's the general I, idea. I I personally haven't seen many episodes of Scrub, mm. but I I could I don't know if it's as good, but um, there's a lot of um, it's the same type of writing I guess in a show called How I Met Your Mother. Oh okay. Where they at times do occasionally get really serious. Yeah. And things like that. I was about to, I mean, you said specific, but I was about to mention another very specific episode <laughs> that got me really bad, and I still love watching to this day. Um, those, because obviously they're doctors in a, in a workplace, and mm -hmm. they, they take care of patients all, all the time. And uh, the two main characters, JD and, um, and Turk, they're about to go have their annual steak night. They're like the biggest bromance around. They love each other to death. And suddenly they find... Oh, I know this one. <laughs> they find a patient who has no family in the world, and he's terminal. So he's, he's going to die that night. They're going to take him off life support. He's going to die that night. And um, he has no family. And, and suddenly they, they looked at each other and they said, let's... Let's let's postpone steak night today today because it's their annual steak night. Let's 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 postpone it. And they sat down with him all night and they talked mm -hmm. to him all night. Just learned all about him. It's one it's it's one wow, of my favorite episodes. Great. It's so great. Huh. Yeah, well, well, what's nice is it. Um, you see a lot of people handle that with a lot of cliches, yeah. but it, it had a very real vibe to it. Yeah. You know, the acting was good. You know, and then when they're sitting on the rooftop at the end of the you know the, the episode, yeah. you know you're you're just emotionally drained. 
It really gets used. I think it won a Humanitas Award. At least the writer got a Humanitas Award for um, for writing it. And it's it's one of the best episodes. It's one of the later seasons that people claim is horrible. Because, like, you know, it, start, it started out and people say that, you know, the first few seasons are great. But this is one of the, it's like probably one of the last seasons that they did this episode. And it was one of the best episodes I saw in a while. All right, let's stop getting sappy. You want to get into the news? <laughs> the yeah, news? let's get into some weird news. All right. Let's you get ready, Lance? Oh, I'm, I'm bracing my, I'm putting the tissues aside and ready to get back to work here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play. Do, 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 do. Get a load of this. Ah. All right, I don't know if you were here. You were. I don't think we did a. Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't get a load of this when Lance was here. But what we like to do here is uh, dropping loads. We like to grab a bunch of weird news and discuss them in the only way we know how, which is being stupid as fuck. I'm not stupid. You might be, but uh, yeah. Well, I, 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 I you're just. You set the ball pretty high there. I'll, I'll <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you liked our our theme song, right? It's really well produced, isn't it? Yeah. There were highs, there were lows. I didn't feel like I didn't <laughs> the, uh, the ending. All right. Um. So let's start. Uh. The the first article is from UPI.com. It's written by Evan Blair. Bearded British man banned from darts match for looking like Jesus. He got banned from what? He got banned from a darts match. Okay. Like a sanctioned darts tournament. Was he too good? No, because he looked like Jesus. But was he too good and he looked like Jesus? No, he, no, he wasn't allowed. He wasn't even going to play. Oh. He was just going to watch. He'd already been banned from, from playing a long time ago. But he bought a ticket and he got VIP tickets. He made like a 280-mile trip to this bar to watch this darts match and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped him at the door and they're like, you're that Jesus bloke. <laughs> what? You're the Jesus book that the people are talking about, right? Well, you're you're not allowed in, so the bouncers kept him out. Like they were, they didn't allow him in because he looked like Jesus, and they claim it's because he's distracting to the players. What? It, is it? A- well, the truth is they let him in. Next thing you know, Buddha and Muhammad are in the seats, and guess- no one can throw a goddamn dart. <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, we can, we're not. I guess we shouldn't allow that many religious figures in one place, right? It's, yeah, well, it's too much. Well, come on. It's just, right, you like, got to draw the line. How distracted can you be? Like, ob- obviously, you look at this guy. You're like, okay, you look like this fictitious thing that we believe is hey, what hey. Jesus looks like. Okay, all right, all right. Because people think that Jesus looks a certain way, yes, but like, yes. let we ne- we don't know how Jesus fucking looked. Yeah. So that's gonna distract people. Okay, like you turn around, you say, "Oh, that guy looks like Jesus," and then you turn around, you fucking throw your dart. Right? Come it's, on! It's so stupid. Was, I, was he being an asshole? Yeah, was Jesus being an asshole? Um, not according to the article. According to the article, he's like, "The fuck! I just wanted to go watch some." Jesus darts. said, "Fuck!" No. Oh. Okay. He's just like, "I just wanted to go watch some, uh, watch some darts." Like that's it. Uh, his quote says, <laughs> "I like, I like how this VIP sitting for darts." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was um, I, I I like. Here's a quote from him. He, he seems like he's kind of a chill dude, but of course, it's you know, it could be misrepresented. Uh, he says, "I felt quite intimidated. The head of security told me they would not be letting me into the tournament because they did not want a repeat of last year. It's not my fault. I look like Jesus. I'm not trying <laughs> to look like Jesus. I'm not even religious. I'm just an average Joe. I haven't done anything wrong." <laughs> this guy sounds like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Just cut your hair and shave. I mean, if he, if he, all he's got to do is throw a full on and he's set. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's the story. That's it. Was he dressed like Jesus as well? I don't think so. I'm not. It doesn't have a picture of him or anything. But yeah, I Put mean, mutton chops and he'd be fine. What happened? <laughs> no, I'm saying if he grew out his facial hair and a big set of mutton chops like Lemmy, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. or cornrows, <laughs> and his bottom salt. 
They would welcome Lemmy in that bar, I believe. <laughs> Come on, let me kill myself. What was this? You said England or something? It's, it's, it's British. So I'm assuming in Great Britain somewhere. Oh, mm-hmm. Minehead Somerset. Where I don't know if you where know where that, that is. is. Minehead Somerset. They didn't let him in. It, it's, it's so stupid. Did that? Did they at least refund his VIP money? That's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to like. I, I don't know if he, he's going to the media about it, obviously, but I don't know if he's going to sue them or take some sort of action. But he's definitely going to be like, "You need to refund me back my money because yeah. you." That's a stupid reason not to let me in. Yeah, pretty much. Did Jesus have those abilities? Yeah, Jesus could do anything. Really? He walked on water. What else do you need to do? <laughs> that's the definitive power, right? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not sure that's intimidating unless you plan to fight somebody on a pond. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, outside from that, what is it? Turn something into fish and bread? No, I think he... T- oh, you're right. He turned something into bread. Yeah. Man, you're asking the no, wrong no, person. He, no, he took one fish and he fed everybody from one fish. Take a little portion. He turned water into wine, and then he yeah. took one fish and was able to cut it up enough to feed an army of people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much like that movie uh, Alive, where the the plane lands in the in the Andes Mountains, and then they have to eat little pieces of other people's flesh. You ever seen that movie? I've never he seen. Been handy. Yeah. He, he would have been handy in that spot. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> you know. Wait, so I've never seen Alive. I'm guessing you've seen it, Lance. <laughs> I wrote about it, but I'm not sure on the details. Yeah. I just sort of bluffed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which was something I was about to mention, too. Like, I, I thought you were a movie buff based on the way you write because there's, there's a lot of references to movies and stuff like that. So I guess we got the confession right now. What was He confession? bluffs it. Oh. Well, but that only comes to, like, you know... Movies like Alive. I, I oh, had okay. to, you know, reference that because there was a, a punchline about wondering what the girl in 16C tasted like. So oh. then I had to quickly <laughs> get a few, you know, references. Yeah. But if you bring up 80s and 90s movies, then it's all true. I, I, I know that stuff backwards and forwards. So I was yeah. right. You are a movie buff. You know, the, the reason I know Alive is probably not that big is because it was based on a Uruguayan rugby team that crashed in in the Argentinian mountains. And since I'm Uruguayan slash Argentinian, that's how that was fucking big over there. Oh, the fact that that happened. That's how I know the that? movie. Yeah, it's based okay. on a true story. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's how I know so a lot. So here's what we learned out of this story: uh, Milky's Art- Argentinian Uruguayan, and <laughs> um, Lance Mannion is not lying when he says when he references a movie. He actually has seen these movies, and he's a big movie buff. Uh, yeah, and all of us know nothing about Jesus. Yeah, that too. Pretty much. Yeah, that is pretty apparent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on since we know shit about Jesus. Well, we know I that he. We know that he likes Jesus, dark. He's the one that turned the Argentinian rugby player into a fish. <laughs> 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 that would have been great. <laughs> but apparently, he can also distract a shit ton of darts players. Yeah, he could do All that. Right. Let's move on to. The you next know what movie. would be worse if Jesus didn't get VIP sitting? He was just having normal seats. I that would be pretty bad for Jesus. <laughs> I think they were. I don't well, think. if he was turning the darts into fish, that could have been. <laughs> <laughs> As they fly through the yeah, air, he just like crooks. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're flopping on the ground, and everybody's going, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a sitcom idea? <laughs> this sounds like fun. It's just Jesus in his regular <laughs> life. Into, oh, that Jesus. In 2013. <laughs> 
I smell sitcom. <laughs> right. Like, 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 music, everybody looks at me, grin. <laughs> like, for instance, like... Wah, 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 wah. Jesus. The guy who played Joey Triviani or some shit? <laughs> like a chick, like he has a chick over his house. She's like, no, I'll have water. And while she's drinking, <laughs> he turns it into wine so he can fucking... <laughs> so she gets wasted. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck? He turns it into wine in her stomach and then she gets wasted as fuck. Returning. <laughs> anyway. Then flash later that morning, he's waking up with her. She has no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> she just got dr- she- You just <laughs> got Jesus, and then he leaves. <laughs> oh, that Jesus. <laughs> I think our uh, light sitcom just moved into, uh, you know, uh, our reading movie. fucking nc-17 and shit (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i think we've offended too many people let's move on to something else at least jesus likes us does he yeah okay he likes our sense of humor i hope (laughs) does he like our sense of humor lance wait he knows jesus personally well i think jesus you know if he created it he has to deal with it (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. if he's a perfect being, then he intended for us to be, you know, inferring that he was capable of date rape. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. That is so true, though. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> but wait, I, I always thought it was God that created everything, and Jesus was just his rich son. That got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Rich son? Yeah, you know how when there's like a really rich person and they have that douchebag son? Isn't that what Jesus is? But to God? Well, technically he is God. As he, There's three parts to him and it's sort of a schizophrenic uh, <laughs> thing, but he is actually God. Oh, okay, now I understand. Holy fuck. Okay. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. We have to move on. Let's get into... Um, I learned a lot about Jesus today. Get, moving away from Jesus. <laughs> Why? Let's I'm find trying out. to be quiet here. I could talk Jesus for the next hour, so I'm trying <laughs> to be quiet here and move on to the next uh, story. An old Jesus no, special. No, let's move on. All right, let's find out what the Florida man's doing today. Play. Florida man, what's he doing today? Is the Florida man, what's he doing today? A few months ago, I had my uh, high school friend on. His name is Paul, and we were just discussing the most, the more outrageous parts of the weird news, and he came up with. You know what? You should Google Florida Man from here on out because you find some of the craziest shit when you Google Florida Man. And we did it on the pod and we discovered so many great articles that, you know what? I was like, let's let's consistently revisit our old friend, the Florida Man, from here on out. So my Florida Man article today, I'm not going to give you a title because it kind of buries the lead. Basically, what happened with this Florida Man from Fort Myers, Florida, which is very close to us, Mm -hmm. a 22-year-old guy named Ryan Keegan... What happened was that he was found on surveillance footage, footage um, going around cars and stealing shit from their cars. Problem is that he actually left his wallet and his iPod and his T-shirt at the scene of the crime. Okay, but how was he getting into these cars? Does he have like a Slim Jim, something like that? Or were know. they open? It doesn't quite say how he was breaking into cars, but he was breaking into cars uh, drunk, mind you. So apparently he's pretty dexterous, even when he's um, mm-hmm. intoxicated. So he was breaking into a fuck ton of cars, and in the meantime, happened to lose his own fucking wallet. Maybe he was borrowing it, and, and that's shirts. why he left the things behind, so that he could get it back. You know, when you rent... Like, if you go to the beach and you rent a bicycle, you leave your ID and then you come back and pick it up. Are you really defending the Florida man right now? A little bit. Yeah. Maybe so, subconsciously, <laughs> he knew it was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you're basically defeating my segment right now. Like uh, it, it is pretty fucking stupid. 
<laughs> well, first of all, he's he's, he's stealing while drunk. That's yes. already a bad idea. Yes. Is there any chance he looked like Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, with a name like Ryan Keegan, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Mm, no, probably not. No, I doubt I don't it. have a picture of him, so I, I wish I did. I I'm just going to line up at the uh, police station would have been great trying to find five Jesuses. Oh, <laughs> yeah. did we, Lance, you actually had to you had to bring it back to Jesus, didn't you? What's wrong with Jesus? Yeah, Come on. sorry, no more, no more Jesus references. <laughs> I'm trying to steer away so we can we so that we don't offend as many people as we can because that's not always the object of our pods. Even if Milky has tried consistently to do that, that's not always been what our pod is about. Hey, man, if you want to listen to, don't listen to it. Yes, Lance, we have a history <laughs> with Christianity. We've have we have about three episodes where we just rip on Christianity, so that's why I'm trying to move away right now. Yes. Yeah, let's branch out. How about <laughs> we talk about uh, Muslims and then we can all be blown up later? All right. Oh god. You guys can go talk about Muslims <laughs> on your own time. <laughs> but So wait, what happened to this Florida man? No, that's it. He well, they found his wallet, so they they don't even need yeah, they don't, don't even need a lineup. They, they, just right. they just go get him. They just go get him. I mean, Apparently, he doesn't remember what happened, mm-hmm. but yeah, they arrested him, and um, it doesn't say like what he's being charged with, but yeah. Um, this was, po- I should have said this, this was posted on December 9th, written by Bruce Cook on UPI.com. Okay, did he return everything he needed to, everything no, he took? It's, it's a very, very short article. Like, what the fuck could you steal from cars? Like, what is it? Like a, like a pack of CDs? Possibly Fucking CDs. Fucking 50 cents? I don't know. What, what, like, what do you steal from cars? Nothing. Back Lance. in the days, it used to be the stereo system, but now you can't do that. Lance, <laughs> what do uh, you? S- uh, air fresheners. <laughs> yeah, n- like now, you have to be a mechanic to take the whole stereo system piece out. I don't know what he was stealing for cars. It didn't. It doesn't say what he was burglarizing. Um, but I know that he did take. He did take shit from about seven cars. In the meantime, while doing a shirtless, mind you, and left the shirts he was wearing probably in some of those cars. Maybe he got other shirts. I don't know, but you know, it was so, very- so I, I'm calling into a Florida podcast talking about criminals and Jameis Winston isn't going to be brought up? What? I didn't catch that. Who? <laughs> You've heard of him, the Florida State quarterback? Nope. Nope. Well, yeah, this is not a sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we admit. What happened to him? You really don't know who Jameis Winston is. Nope. I, I, don't, I don't even know what football is. <laughs> no. Holy I, shit, I thought nerdy. No, you have to explain it to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm in all, I, I couldn't be more jealous. <laughs> I, I have been raving about this guy. He's the, the quarterback of the Florida State football team, mm-hmm. and he raped this girl a year ago, and of course he, he walked, and it was all over the media. Like, it was everywhere. Holy Probably shit. not in Florida. didn't hear it? Wow, that's, I mean, I'm impressed. Hey. I mean, my TV's the internet. You and our three listeners are pretty happy right now, then, because I had no fucking idea who this guy was. Me either. So, wait, what's happening with him now? It was funny. I I listened to your last episode with uh, Jeremiah from Bombad Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And with all the tips he gave you, I can't believe you're not up to, you know, at least five listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's hard out there in the podcasting world, man. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Jeremiah will at least get us a couple more listeners because it just went out there. So I'm just hoping he listens to it once. Oh, I, no, I doubt <laughs> it. Fuck. He's too big for us. Are you kidding me? You know how I, big? I look at podcasts like yourself and self-publishing people like myself. We're like the old football players from like the 30s and 40s that allowed you know 30 years later 
these people to become rich and famous. But we're like the old, penniless, concussed <laughs> football players with bad knees that no one ever heard of. But we're actually doing the groundwork to allow people, you know, 10 and 20 years from now to, to do this and actually make money. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. Now I feel good about myself, Lance. Yeah, I still don't <laughs> know what that word is, football, but... What happened? <laughs> I, I think you guys are, are groundbreaking. You know, it, it, nobody even knows what a podcast is right now. There's like, you know, a half dozen of them that are famous enough where people start using it in the vernacular. But, you know, to actually go and download and listen to things, you know, it, 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 it's a recent phenomenon. So for you guys to, you know, taking it upon yourself, creating a show, sticking with it, building an audience, eventually people will look back and say, you know, there was this, this wave of people who grabbed the technology and did something with it, I think you'll, you know, despite the content of the show, you'll look back on it pretty proud of, of doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like an asshole anymore now. That's, you felt like an asshole previously? Like an asshole. Oh, no, 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 you're still an asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, people will look back and go, that asshole really did some good things. Yeah. Well, at least I feel encouraged and empowered to do something because I know Jeremiah's not going to listen to this episode or the one that he's on because he's, he's far too big. You he's know how big, big Bomb Bad Radio is? No, he's not going to listen to us. No. <laughs> he had to grace us from his tower just for that one episode. It's probably not going <laughs> to yeah. happen again. But at least we could get Matt and, you know, this guy Lance Mannion sometimes. when he was talking about, you know, authors, you know, how you have to approach them, you know, a year and then, you know, four months from now they'll give you an interview and I'm like... Uh, I think we exchanged Facebook, uh, you know, and, and about like a day later, I'm calling you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm, you know, like, I'm not playing hard enough to get. Uh, yeah, and, like here's a recurring joke that actually that's actually true here at Dropping Loads is that everything we do, everything we do is rushed. The last we put up videos on on YouTube from time to time, and half the time, what no more than half the time, three quarters of the time, what we do is that we write. We're like, oh shit, we have to get something up. Oh, let's write it right now while we're talking about the fact that we forgot, and then <laughs> and, and then shoot it the next day. Yeah. That's always been what we do. It's usually a twelve hour turnaround. So <laughs> you're so yeah. It's it's not it's not unusual for us to be like, hey Lance, you want to come on? Let's do it. Yep. Well, the new book, Trembling Fish. I finished it. And then I, I started thinking, you know, I've got to go through the right channels. I've got to get an agent. Then I've got to submit it to publishers. And then the next day I'm like, fuck it, and I just did it myself. So I think we have the same attention span issues, which may be <laughs> yeah. to our detriment. But at the same time, we're, we're getting it out there, and eventually someone will stumble on it and either like it or not like it. Exactly. And and if we just keep doing it, you know, everything is, is a good experience and everything's practice. And eventually, you know, you get better at everything you do, you know. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, well, there there is a self-destructive nature to, you know, to swimming against the stream. And and the reason I say this, in my book, I'm trying to appeal to a very, you know, niche type of audience. You have to be creative. You have to be, you know, intelligent. And most of those people tend to fall in a very, you know, liberal kind of mindset. So in my book, I I have a a story where I viciously attack The Daily Show, and then I have another heart-rending support of the NSA for those same reasons of just trying to upset the the apple cart of people. I read a book recently that was, uh, Lewis Black wrote a book, and it was just the biggest hunk of shit you've ever read. (laughs) It was nothing, there was no attempt to be funny. All it was was him sort of giving his liberal credentials about what a great guy he is. You know, <laughs> and now he just, you know, he's against hunger.
hunger and he's against poverty and all these, you know, taking a tough stand bullshit. And then I read Gilbert Godfrey's book, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> and I'm reminded of the fact that, you know, if you're, if you're trying to have somebody pay attention to you, you have to sort of earn it. You have to put something out there that's even remotely interesting. And, and if you don't offend them a couple times in, in 80 short stories, then you're really not trying. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, well, we no, definitely I mean, don't. don't... You, guys, you guys could probably get a broader appeal by not cursing so much or, you know, inferring yeah. that uh, Jesus date rapes people by <laughs> putting wine in their stomach. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is that really, you know, what you want to be doing? Not at all, because it just, I guess, being confined to not being who you are, then what's the point? Like, you know? Well, the, I mean, like it's just the job. Yeah. The, the cursing is not going to end. Like, that's not going to stop us. I'm going to curse regardless. But um, I'm trying to not talk about Jesus and Christianity so much because, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying and it makes sense. And I understand. But, like, in that sense, it's just like I'd rather not offend people that I don't have anything against. So. But, well, like, like, why would people get offended in what I say? Why would that? Why would what I say you know, be so meaningful to them. I'm just a fucking nobody. Because so if I say something offensive about Jesus, you're like, well, that guy's an asshole. He doesn't know anything and you go on about your That's life. That's you, but we live in a PC culture where everyone's like, oh my God, I need to say something about this shit that makes me mad. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> I don't know who that is. What ethnicity is that person from? <laughs> I, don't. I think you said an important thing. When you identify yourself as an asshole, I think that's an important thing because then it does allow you to speak what you're really thinking. You know, if you be, try to pretend you're an authority on anything and you try to have credibility, that's when you can't really go up and talk out your ass. Exactly. But if you're you know, a comedian, if you're a podcast host, if you're a dumb writer, you can really be a lot more yeah. honest because at the end of the day, no matter what they say, you can just fall back on the I'm an asshole theory. I do it in my book numerous times. You know, I point out the fact that I'm an idiot. Mm -hmm. And it gives me sort of carte blanche then to move forward into areas I certainly wouldn't go into if I was trying to be taken seriously. Yeah. Exactly. It's like pretty much people that are that PC wouldn't even be listening to us or I don't even want to fucking be listening to us. It's, it's that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. If it's possible, I'd rather not. That's all. But yes. obviously I participated. <laughs> so what do you, what the fuck? If, if you would want like this, like 30 minutes of this episode was Jesus talk. Imagine you having to cut that out to put a PC episode out. <laughs> you do realize that I participated by conceptualizing date rape, Jesus date rape, <laughs> but I didn't actually say those words. Yeah. That was Lance. That was no. all credit to Lance. Now you're blaming <laughs> shit on people. Perfectly clear. So, I mean, I'm not blaming. I'm just saying that was, I obviously participated. I, <laughs> I condone it to an extent, but. Was it funny well, or not? No of course. <laughs> You, know, you can trim that 30 minutes down to uh, a really short, offensive eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very easily. That, would be, that would be ridiculous. A special little quick episode. <laughs> just not more insulting. Just, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Dropping mini, mini loads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mini loads and, and have three episodes eight minutes long. <laughs> Uh, okay, I was in the middle of my Florida man segment before we got oh, a little bit I, philosophical about offense PC culture. I thought we were done with the Florida man. Oh, well, I have another one. Oh, what's he doing? This one's from Will Greenlee, posted on his blog, uh, Off the Beat on tcpalm.com. It was posted on December 6th. It's basically about this Fort Pierce guy who's also not very far from us. He decided to file a police report because he thinks that the other Haitians around him has cursed him. Is he Haitian as well? Yes. Like he thinks they've done some voodoo shit yes. on him? 
His exact words were a voodoo curse. Is it true? He thinks it's true. Nothing has happened yet. Has the police gone out and investigated if it's true? They investigated his house. There's nothing wrong with his house. (laughs) He just wanted it on record that he thinks that there is a voodoo curse on him. So he wanted to make sure that if anything happens to him, there is a police report out there stating <laughs> that, that he believes uh-huh. that there was, voodoo, there was a voodoo curse on him. And the reason why he thinks there's a curse on him because all the other Haitians around him are jealous of him. So, okay. So so they just because they're jealous, he has a curse? Yeah. They, he says that because the other Haitians are jealous of him, they decided to curse him. But has bad things been happening to him? No. Not at all. <laughs> not, a, oh not at all. He just wants to make sure that it's, it's written somewhere officially that he thinks there's a voodoo curse on him in case something happens. Well, you can't be too careful with these I, types of things. Right? <laughs> I mean, to me, he's just trying to have an excuse in case he goes crazy for some reason. Well, he's probably having a receding hairline and he's looking for someone to blame it on. <laughs> yeah, he's just mad at anything. <laughs> I, I mean, either way, it's like, it's the good, the best excuse to give him is that he's the Florida man. It's just... It's the most ridiculous thing you can possibly think of. What's your opinion on voodoo? Um, it's voodoo. What are you, you going to do? I don't believe in magic necessarily. Like, I don't believe someone can curse you and you, like, get hurt or in some way, like, just live out... Can I make a fo- doll that looks like you and poke it and make it hurt you? No, I don't think so. Okay, because Chris Angel did that. Fuck Chris Angel. <laughs> Do you think Jesus could curse you? What? Do you think Jesus could curse you? Probably. <laughs> he could, he, yeah. He could do anything, like I said yeah, before. I'm sure he can. But Chris Angel obviously thinks he's Jesus, so I'm yeah, sure he'll he does. find a way. <laughs> yeah, he's close enough where I don't think they'd let him in uh, to see darts. No, not at all. <laughs> well, not because not he looks like Jesus or he thinks he's just because he looks like a fucking douchebag. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that and, and then he'd be like, look in your pocket, and you'd be like, oh, shit, there's all my darts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they ask him for the ticket. Is like, oh, can I have your ticket, sir? Look in your pocket. And there's, he has the ticket. Chris Angel, <laughs> no, Uh, yeah. yeah, he also does little card tricks, too. But He you know. does, but he, he's mostly known for those really big stunts, like um, Death Defying stunts that something Houdini would do or something yeah. like that. Like, he did walk on water. He's more of like an illusionist yeah. slash skate artist. He also, oh yeah, he also like levitated in the, in the air in, in Vegas or some shit on like wires. that. On wires. The Luxar or some shit like that. He And he's also escaped out of cement, wet cement or some shit like that. Uh, yeah. He's always just struck me as way too douchey. Yes. I'm a, I'm a David Blaine guy. David Blaine's a little douchey too, but not nearly as douchey as... Well, he, wait, he got full-on douchey when he started freezing himself and doing all the physical things, but now I think he's back to doing, you know, parlor tricks and, you know, <laughs> hiding cards. He's back to non-douchey David Blaine. It's, it's you know, know thyself. <laughs> you know, you're, you're here to make me uh, wonder where the Ace of Spades went. You yep. know, don't, don't freeze yourself in the fucking <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your stupid stunts. I want to know where the card is. Right. <laughs> Unless I'm going to pull a queen of hearts out of my rectum while you're frozen stiff, I have no interest. Yep. <laughs> All right, so well, that's the end of the Florida Man article. All right. Wow, we just went on a tangent. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. Um, There's also another segment we like to do that's semi-recurring where we like to dive into some pop culture news. Ooh. I'm all ears. Okay. It's called Poppin' Loads. No theme song? No, that was a theme song. You, you just can't hear it because it. it's close to the mic. <laughs> it's literally just him popping his lips. <laughs> wow. By, hi- by him, <laughs> we mean the te- tape recorder. 
What happens? Somewhere Jeremiah from Bombad Podcast is rolling his eyes at you. Right? <laughs> yeah. No, he heard all of this, and he that's he's like, that's why I'm never coming back on again. <laughs> <laughs> Am I, in fact, your first repeat guest? Yes. Well, well you, yeah. you guys better hope I don't sell any books. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from our friends, yes, you're our first repeat guest. Nice. Yeah, I, I know. I'm humbled. Yeah, well, it's an honor. It and I think be. you may be the uh, the only podcast that ever had me back. Really? No way. No, I think I had one other complete sentences yeah, had me yeah. back, which was nice. But yeah, I think the cool. two of you guys are fighting for Mannion time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a lot of complete sentences podcast. I did listen to the episode you were on the first time that you came on. It was pretty cool. Stop giving free plugs, man. Fuck. They they plugged us, man. All right, that's good. Once. That's complete sentences <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So on to our pop and loads. A big news that came out a few days ago. It's a rumor, so I don't know if you consider it news. Uh, have you guys heard about that Gotham live action TV series that uh, that Warner Brothers wants to do? Ah, uh, yeah, I heard about. Oh, you haven't? Um, are you a, are you a big comic book fan slash uh, Batman fan at all? I'm a Marvel guy as opposed to DC. Although I did enjoy the Batman movies, I have to admit I fall on the Marvel side as far as what I used to read. Oh God, you and Milky man. I'm I I'm only DC and I'm DC all the way because of Batman and I. I but that's I, all DC has, Batman. You wish, <laughs> you wish. Okay, I got one word for you, Aquaman. <laughs> what, that's you all I'm like, gonna say. I'm sure Marvel has their Aquaman. Have you ever heard of was it Namor? Namor, and Namor. he's a lot better than Aquaman. No, he's not. I've never heard of him until like a few fucking months ago. That's on you, though. No, but that means Aquaman is more famous. He might be more infamous, but at least people know him. Namor had wings on his his feet, and uh, Aquaman had a bright orange jumpsuit. Yeah. No, Aquaman is more badass than Namor. I'm going to say it right now. Aquaman's more badass. Okay. Yes. Okay, okay, whatever you want well, to say. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, there's going to be a live-action Gotham series that's set in the younger days of, a com- of, not Commissioner Gordon, James Gordon. Before he became commissioner, he was mm-hmm. just like a, a lowly detective and shit like that. And there was a rumor that um, it was supposed to start out with a famous double homicide involving the Waynes, the famous Waynes. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, a big rumor, I'm going to call it a rumor, even though it's somewhat confirmed. I'm going to call it a rumor just in case, um, because a, a casting um, call went out online asking for a series regular for a 10-year-old Bruce Wayne. Okay. In the series. So, the, I thought he was younger than that when they died. I thought he was older than that, but oh, really? they went for 10 years old. And um, yeah, so they're gonna cast a really young Bruce Wayne in this in this show as a series regular. And there's a lot of implications for it. It's kind of cool, like especially since uh, Kevin Smith just talked about it in his recent in his recent Fat Man on Batman. So I'm curious as to what see what they're gonna do. I don't want him to be like Junior Detective Bruce Wayne. You know, that's kind of stupid. That's kind of well, stupid. Well, you can pal around without Encyclopedia Brown, and they could solve <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> If Bruce is going to do that, I'd rather him do it on his own. I don't want him under James Gordon. I think that's kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm just really curious as how to see what direction they're going to take it with the 10-year-old Bruce Wayne. I just hope they're not like ham-fisted with the way, oh, like, oh my God, he's going to be Batman. We're going to show you in this imagery, and it's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, I- I'd be much more interested in a 10-year-old Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back when he was a girl. <laughs> what? Back when Aquaman was a girl. What? Yeah, because he was gay, a gay little boy back in the days, oh, wasn't he? Anyway. Are you insinuating he's transgender? Yes. Nice. That, that's why I'm he's so manly now. Soon enough. 
<laughs> well, you heard it here. Apparently, uh, Aquaman's a transgender. I'm, I'm male, I don't explain the lack of a bulge. <laughs> <laughs> I just can I never take it off shrinkage because he's in the cold water all the time. Yeah, but cool. maybe it's because he has no junk. Maybe. Well, he is Atlantean. What does that mean? He's from Atlantis. So the Atlanteans have no dicks? I don't know. They're supposed to be mermaids, remember? Then how the fuck does he have legs? Uh, well, you know, in regular folklore, he's, they're supposed to be mermaids. In, in DCU, he's, they have legs. And they, they, they have magic. Shut up. <laughs> but they do have magic. <laughs> okay, that makes no sense. But go back to this Gotham and, and, and little Bruce Wayne. Um, who'd win in a fight, Aquaman or Jesus? <laughs> That's obviously Jesus. Yeah, because he can walk on the water. Yeah, he just ignores him. And then Aquaman's talking to dolphins and can't do dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he'll just turn the ocean into wine and drown Aquaman because he can't breathe in wine. He can't? And make him eat fish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can. He'd probably turn anything. Aquaman into a fish and then just feed it to the homeless. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what were you going to say about Gotham? Uh, just going back to it, it's like, I don't think it will matter. You, don't, you really don't want to see the show, do you? No, because like, if they bring this 10-year-old Bruce Wayne, like, what's going to happen? Nothing, because the the shows do they? I guess is it in the same continuity as the movies? I don't know yet. I have no idea. Because it, it probably won't, so it a, just doesn't matter. It's a rumor that it's, it's gonna be in, within the same vein as the Dark Knight trilogy. I don't know if it's in the same universe, but mm. you obviously you aren't excited about this. And if nope. I try to, the only other, and I I have another piece of pop and lows. It's also Marvel news. Yeah, this one I'm more excited. But you're about. not interested. I already talked to you about this. You're not interested. Oh, in which it. one is this? Um, Lance, have you seen the Amazing Spider-Man 2 trailer? I have not. Oh, man. It doesn't look that good. It looks great. <laughs> anyway, spoiler alert, if, since you haven't seen it, um, there's, uh, the trailer dropped a few days ago, and um, in the trailer, there's a great scene of some shadowy figure walking down a corridor, and it has like a shot of him walking straight through the, straight from left to right of the shot, and behind him, there are little like columns, uh, like little shits on display, basically. One of them has Doc Ock's uh, tentacles, and the other one has mechanical vulture wings, so... Basically saying that in the near future of these um, Spider-Man movies, we're going to get Vulture and Doc Ock, and it's probably going to be like a Sinister Six deal. Mm -hmm. See and what are your feelings on those? I think it's fucking cool, I personally, but I already spoke with Milky prior to the recording. He's just like, yeah. I just don't really care about this new Spider-Man series at all. I just think they're picking really lame villains. Vulture? <laughs> no, thanks. You don't want to see Vulture on the screen? I get more excited in the, the actual Daredevil news than this. That's true. We should talk about that then. Let's talk about that. I Fuck. forget his name. What's his name? Okay. It was recently announced um, that Netflix picked up a few live action uh, Marvel shows that were going to be produced by Marvel Studios. Mm -hmm. Um and one of them was Daredevil. And recently they announced that um, the, the showrunner will be Drew Goddard. He wrote, he co-wrote and directed Cabin in the Woods. And he co-wrote Clo Cloverfield, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he was recently announced as um, the, the showrunner. Uh, Lance, have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Or uh, did you know about this Daredevil live-action show? I did not. <laughs> but I have to admit, my favorite new show is the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really? So I, I'm I'm open to uh, you know sitcom style uh, Marvel stuff. A couple episodes ago, all we did was bash Agents of Shield. <laughs> oh, where you should have called me, I would have defended it. <laughs> we should have. Next time, I'm gonna save your number, and we're gonna call you whenever we feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. I want to see if I can fit you into my busy 
the interview schedule, which means uh, the chances of me, you know, you calling and not being able to get a hold of me are very slim. <laughs> it just randomly one in the middle of the fucking night. Lance, we're recording. What are you talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Give me two minutes to, to wipe the soap out of my eyes. I'll be right with you. <laughs> it's going to come down to, so, uh, I have this dilemma. I have a hot dog. Do I put mayo or mustard in it? <laughs> <laughs> Weigh in, Lance, please. The microphone's right next to the phone. Now, wait a second. Coming from dropping loads, when you said you had a dilemma involving a hot dog, I was bracing myself for a while. <laughs> mayo or mustard. Oh, great. What yeah, I want to do is I want to bash comic book man because you brought up Kevin Smith, and I'm a huge nerd from way back. Yeah. So I got all excited, and I fucking hate that show really? now. <laughs> Why so? It, it's so pretentious. These people think that they're interesting. They built a show around, you know, with the premise of, of reeling me in because of, you know, the, the comic angle. But it's really just a bunch of uninteresting men talking about themselves and posturing as if they're celebrities. Kevin Smith can get away with it, sort of, but the other guys, zero interest in them. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of that <laughs> show because, okay, the guys in it, not all of them, but some of them were on this podcast called Tell Them Steve Dave. And that's where the show came from. Yeah. Um, they they're just a bunch of guys that talked every week on this podcast, and from that, I guess you know Kevin Smith pulled some strings, and then they they be, became a show from it. The so the I'm, sort of a, I'm attacking your uh, you know your heroes. <laughs> I wouldn't say heroes, no, but but yeah. <laughs> but hey, if you if you started attacking a guy who wrote dumb short stories and then went on to fame and fortune, I'd probably be like, ah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just here we go. Like we just, I guess we bashed Agents of Shield that episode. You can go listen to that. Now you're gonna bash Comic Book Man, which is yeah. our show. We now, I, I don't, you know, you know, I don't mind. Like, we don't get along at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we really love Comic yeah, Book people, Man. I love those guys. Like they aren't interesting, yeah, but I, we have like a we have like a sentimental attachment to them because we're big Kevin Smith fans we've been following these two for a long time they've been in his movies as cameos for a long time and um, they have a podcast which is you know to us it's hysterical to, mm -hmm. uh, to us they're really funny to us they're really interesting That's to see them on TV live action for us is fucking great yeah like to, to me it's like oh, it, live action <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's extremely the, the show is extremely tamed to what it really is oh, yeah, because yeah. they cannot do the same on TV. Yeah. And they themselves do bash the show a lot on their yeah, podcast saying how a lot of things were forced and how, you yeah. know, they have to act up a lot of shit. But uh, the show is, is, is decent. It's not amazing. Like, I love watching it. I love it, yeah. You know, but... Um, to me, I mostly watch it because of those guys. Because, of because those guys, I yeah. know them from this yeah, podcast exactly. that I've listened to for about like four years yeah, now. Exactly. And and that's and like the thing is, on the show they talk about like they only wrote this one comic book right now for the show, yeah. but they've actually have published two series before that they've never talked about on the show. It, this is not the first comic book they released because they were on a TV show. They have actually been doing it before. Yeah, they're, they are, they've written comics before. This is just one that they did for the TV show. Yeah. And it might be a little contrived, but like I said, like we just like seeing those guys. We think those guys are fun. We, mm -hmm. we, and at the same time, it's just like, you know, their podcast, Tell Them Steve Dave, is something we've, I don't know, I, I'm speaking for myself, it's something I've always aspired to be. Yeah. Because they're, they're very stream of, stream of consciousness, conversational. They don't give a fuck what anyone says. Yeah. And that's what we try to be. So that's why, like, it's, it, that's why that show is cool to us. That's why mm -hmm. we like that show. That that's why we like so I've attacked not only Jesus, but I've attacked your Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Big well, guy looks like Jesus. Oh, he's your Jesus? No. Jesus <laughs> let himself go. <laughs> yeah. 
couple sit-ups wouldn't kill you, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, back to the popping loads. Um, have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Uh, Drew Goddard, that was his directorial debut. I have not. That's a great movie you need to watch. Like, if you're, on, I don't know if you're an old school horror movie buff, but uh, Milky is a big horror, old school horror movie buff. And that movie just skewers old school cliche horror movies in a really fucking fun and fresh ass way. And it's one, to me, it's one of the best fucking horror movies I've seen in a long time. Exactly. And I love it. And it was co written by him, uh, Drew Goddard, and uh, Josh, Josh Whedon. Whedon. And this is his first movie that he's ever directed. And now he's going to be the showrunner for, um, for this Daredevil show. So I know uh, Milky was really excited and i'm pretty i'm pretty into it too mm-hmm. and is it gonna be on like um one of the main channels no it's on netflix it's gonna they're gonna release it like you know a season a day like one a whole season in one day interesting kind of like they did with the uh, rest of development yeah, in their uh, fourth season mm-hmm. yeah. well i've been watching um been the first time ever this this manga stuff yeah. this, this anime i've been watching this series called attack on titan Oh, I, I heard of that. It, I love it. Yeah, I heard of Attack on Titan. Apparently there's like, is it like giant monsters or something? Well, the, the, the Titans are just giant. They look like people. Yeah. Except that they're asexual and they have dopey grins on their face. Mm-hmm. And they basically just eat all the humans they find. Yeah, I, I heard of it. People, people have been talking really good things about that show. I've never seen it. Yeah, I mean, I've never done that. You know, I've never ventured into that uh, that realm before, but I'm starting to dig it. Plus, there's 25 episodes, so it's something you can get into and just watch forever. Yeah. Were you scared before you got into the anime, not knowing what to expect? <laughs> the anime? Well, the next thing you know, I thought I'd, like, wake up, and there'd be, like, a, a D20 in my hand, and I wouldn't remember what the rest of the evening, you know. So. <laughs> but uh, that didn't take place, so it wasn't as bad as I thought. I mean, did you just, like, try it, and next thing you know, you've seen all the episodes? Because that happened to me one time, and only one time, with Soul Eater. Well, it, you know, it, like you said, it, it was a, a bunch of people telling me to, to look at it, and me saying, you know, no way in hell, and then, you know, <laughs> one night of nothing at all on television, you know, I hooked up the uh, laptop to the TV, and then, like you said, it's two in the morning, and you're like, holy shit, I just watched six hours of subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that happened to me with this this anime called uh, Soul Eater. I don't really like I don't really watch animes too much because I get addicted really easily. So I try not to start new series very often. Um, so I just randomly was ah Soul Eater. Well, there's there's a reason why people are going apeshit for the show. And I saw the first episode and I was in, and after that I was just I I pretty yeah. much watched the whole series within like two three days. To so. me, there's very few animes I like because excuse the word, but I find a lot of them really gay. So I just stay away from it. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a perfect application uh, <laughs> of that work. Yeah, so... But but the Attack of Titans, I've actually been trying to watch that one. That one sounds really interesting. So well, I, I went... Because uh, I was, like, the last person on the planet to start watching Breaking Bad. So, you know, I tore through the entire season, you know, in about a month and a half. And then, you know, I went through shock not having something to watch. So, <laughs> you know, I was scrambling to find content. Yeah, but Breaking Bad is fucking amazing. Do you guys, as far as your online experience, I was talking to somebody recently, and they were, they were trying to explain the difference between the deep web and the dark web. Are you guys into that at all, where, you know, you start going to these weird websites, which lead you to weirder websites, and next thing you know, you're, like, going to websites, you're not, you know, that the, the governments uh, are, are watching and seeing some really, you know, weird shit. 
Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm too scared. I just, uh, you know, I feel like every time my browser opens, I don't want something popping up to, to terrify people. But, you know, I, I was writing a story called Deep, Deep Dark Web, so I started trying to, you know, talk to people who, who were into this weird shit. And, oh, my God, I mean, they're like poster children for axe murderers. Whoa, <laughs> shit. No. It sounds kind of interesting, though. <laughs> I I will dark web. I'll you look need that up. to link us to that story when you finish it because yeah, I'm far too scared to look into what's, like I've been to a few websites that I regret going to. Like I've went to this weird local chapter of a KKK website, <laughs> and that freaked me out because the moment I, I the moment I clicked on it, there was I heard chanting, so I was like, "Fuck, I'm gone." <laughs> and um, right, you're like, oh, "We've mailed you your hood." It, it freaked me out, and then mind you, I was in middle school, but it freaked me out. And I tried. Well, you to look at the, the, if you look at the internet, and especially with the Googles and stuff, to me, it's a metaphor for the, for the human subconscious. So really, you know, if you're sitting down at noon and you're going to a couple sites, it's one thing. But if you know your the lights are all out in the house, it's two in the morning, and you're sitting in front of your computer, I can only imagine the depraved shit that gets through people. Yeah. You know, yeah. imaginations. That would freak me out, dude. Like, in broad daylight, while I was looking up the Warrens website, which are very popular, world-renowned paranormal investigators, mm -hmm. I was freaked out. Because that website is really poorly done, and it freaked me out because I felt like I, felt like I was in that part of the deep, dark web. So I was just like, <laughs> I, I want to keep reading, but I don't want to keep reading because the grammar uh, was awful as well. So talking like, about paranormal, did I tell you the latest news on my house being haunted? No. A cup broke in the kitchen when nobody was awake. How does that happen? <laughs> okay. Um. We heard it, and then we rushed over there, and it was a broken cup on the ground. Nobody had left any of the rooms. Okay, so, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really do believe that there can be spirits from beyond that travel through dim dimensions just to break our cutlery. And <laughs> 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 I, I've honestly been... We're now returning to our own dimension. The <laughs> Okay, the reason, the reason why he brings this up is because for the past few episodes, not the last one with Jeremiah, we didn't want to scare him off, you know? He's like a little <laughs> bunny. <laughs> so, but the last episode prior to that, we uh, we talked about how, because Milky just moved into a new studio, Milky Way, a new Milky Way Studios. And House slash studio. <laughs> and we were talking about how um, it might be haunted based on some weird uh, occurrences that have been happening every so often. Like, um, twice I've been in their laundry room, you know, because the studio needs the laundry room twice i've been into the in the laundry room and first time i was just you know i was um i was painting i had a, a, a long stick yeah. i had a paint roller in my hand <laughs> wow <laughs> are you sure it was a paint roller was this some kind of gay finger painting that was happening back there I had a paint roller in my hand, and Milky was with me. We're painting the laundry room. That's not a metaphor for anything. <laughs> we are actually painting the laundry room. <laughs> we're actually painting the laundry room, and he walked out to help one of our other friends, Nick, the landlord of Milky Way Studios, basically. Uh -huh. And um, while I was painting, you know, I'm humming to myself an old, an old tune, like, uh, you know, blow the man down or some. Oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> I was humming to myself and next thing you know I, I, I hear a noise behind me and I look behind me and the door closed on me and I'm like no like straight up shut on me and I was like what the fuck just happened so I just put down the so did you cut 
come out of this closet? <laughs> so I put down the paint roller. I was like, fuck this. Nope. And I walked right out. And then there was another time when I walked back into that laundry room to put something away in the cupboard. And then I looked behind me and the door had shut on me. And I was like, who the fuck did that? And ever since then, I refused to go in. Milky has a little <laughs> bit more scarier uh, experiences that he refused to, he refuses to acknowledge as, as paranormal. So can you want to you want to rehash those? for? Well, I saw the door you said closed on you. Yeah. I saw it closed. It didn't close on me, but I saw it closed on its own. And I think it's just like some weird draft. Or something yeah, from the yeah, door, yeah, yeah. the front okay. door or something. Okay. <laughs> and um, the other thing was that I, I, I was alone in the house without power and everything was black. Because, you know, I, I think I was painting my room and there was no power or something. My friends had left to go buy something. And I, and I hear, ooh, and I thought my friends were trying to scare me. And when I walk out, there was no one here. So, do you really think that that's the noise ghosts make? No, <laughs> not at all. I th that's why I thought they were messing with me. So then, you know, I go out there, there's no one there, and then I just realize it's probably the wind or something like that. But they keep trying to tell me that it is haunted. and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying it's haunted, but I'm, I'm saying there's something going on. <laughs> Whatever. Well, let me, let me ask you point blank. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, not really. Well, no, it's not, not really. You either do or you don't. No. Now, explain it. Woo! <laughs> or you have a draft. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't really. But I, I, you know, pouch seems to. I don't believe it. It's not like I don't believe it. I just remain. Um, uh, I remain a skeptic that wants to be proven wrong. Basically, mm -hmm. like so I, you I want there to be ghosts. Kind of like. Like I, I remain skeptical half the time, but if if someone if if you know if there's not glaring evidence, but if there's some evidence to, to believe, I'm will I'm more willing to accept that you know it could be. I'm not like I'm not like a staunch fucking skeptic and shit like that, but uh, you know I, I'm more malleable basically, and um, I'm not saying that there is I'm not saying that the house is haunted, but there's certainly something going on that I can't find an explanation for. And now that you've mentioned Dude. the fact that the glass fucking broke on its own without anyone being in the goddamn kitchen. <laughs> I don't know what other explanation you can give. Well, I'm just thinking that it was probably misplaced in the edge of the counter and it fell. If it's misplaced on the edge of the counter, it's not going to fucking fall. Why not? It's How misplaced. The house, you know, the AC turns on and then maybe the house shakes just a little bit and it falls down. Okay, that's his explanation. What do you think, Lance? Um, I think you're both insane. <laughs> Um, I don't think cups can fall because of uh, a draft, but maybe you have a rodent problem. Could be. I mean, it was no, actually, cat. actually, it can't be because yeah. we 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 had we tented the house right before we moved in, unless the it didn't work and it didn't kill anything. Or you, or have, you have a raccoon. Rick. Okay, that now you're crazy. <laughs> you know, a raccoon coming in my house. You have a uh, brown bear. <laughs> okay, yeah, and an elephant just came in my kitchen. Correct. <laughs> Because, <laughs> I mean, he's right, though. A draft is not going to push a fucking glass. No, but like you know that. what we have? We have the thing that, um, uh, you, you know, when you wash your dishes and you put it on the side on the little plastic holder? Yeah. Well, the, the, it, that has a holder for the cups on the side. So it's just a little hook that's holding it. So I'm thinking it maybe was too heavy for that because it was a glass cup. It was too heavy and maybe it, was, it just slipped right off with time. That's what All I'm right. thinking because it All broke right. at like 5 a.m. Okay. All right. You know? I you know I obviously don't have an explanation, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say otherwise. I'm very um I'm I'm basically a fence sitter. I'm I'm agnostic for a reason. I don't really like to say which way uh -huh. very often. 
Should uh, I point out that maybe, just maybe, it was Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> like he came back to make with, with stigmata in hand to fucking push a glass over. <laughs> <laughs> no, first he walked on the water that was in the cup, and then he threw it down. <laughs> you know. Oh, so you believe in a very tiny Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. the kind of Jesus I could always keep with me in my pocket. Pocket-sized Jesus. That would be kind of awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> like you don't, you don't know what to do. You exactly. look into your shirt pocket. You Jesus, say, hey. what, do, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, can, he can help those moral dilemmas. Just you know, look in your pants pocket. <laughs> Jesus just rolling a tiny joint in your fucking pocket. It's like whatever you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> you get a second-hand high from Jesus blunt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's too. I think we're back to a sitcom. <laughs> It's oh, that Jesus. It's too tiny for his blunt to get anyone high because he's tiny Jesus, remember? <laughs> no, Jesus will take a massive blunt, man. <laughs> Shut what up. are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Anything and everything we talk about, you can find at drappin-lows.blogspot.com. Also, check us out on Twitter at PC, and check out our Facebook at um, facebook.com slash podcast. Or you can search Dropping Lows Productions. Um, uh, also, please don't forget to check out, of course, our very special guest, Lance Mannion. You can find them at L-A-N-C-E-M-A-N-I-O-N.com, where you can pick up his latest book called The Trembling Fist. It just makes you want to tremble your own fist. And, Could uh, you tremble somebody else's fist? I guess not. Okay. I'm not, you know, I, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst ad for a book you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you can also check out one of my good friends, um, uh potential nonprofit organization called Operation Helping Hands. You can find their Facebook.com slash Helping Hands Project Miami or just search Operation Helping Hands on Facebook. They have a website that you can look up. You can look them up now at Operation Helping Hand without the S dot Wix dot com slash Operation Helping Hands. If you could... It would be great if you can, uh, whatever you can, whatever you can give, money, clothes, whatever you can give a time, it would be greatly appreciated. Because these people, what they do is that they raise money via music. They play music on the streets and try to raise money through donations. And with that money, they purchase goods like hygiene products and food and clothes. And they give it directly to the poor each month in their homeless outreach uh, program, which is happening on the 21st of December. Also, please check out Radio Fubar, R-A-D-I-O-F-U-B-A-R.com where you can check out our our podcast live on Mondays at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. So Lance, anything else you want to double check aside from The Trembling Fist and all your other books on LanceManion.com? They're all on LanceManion.com. They're all in paperback, so they can all be uh, purchased and sent as, as heartwarming Christmas gifts. The, the new one is on paperback as well? Yep, everything's in paperback now. Everything's in paperback. Make sure you go grab it before it's too late. Mm-hmm. There's only a limited supply, right, Lance? Uh, yeah, uh, my, I know my mom wants a copy. <laughs> I plan on giving it to a few people, so yeah, yeah, I think they're they're gonna make another batch uh, next week, I think. <laughs> So you got to get it while supplies last, guys. Go ahead to LanceManion.com and give it up for a very special guest who had us rolling on the floor laughing. Lance Mannion again. Come on, let's give him a Jesus, Jesus expert, Lance Mannion. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, guys. It, uh, it was fun and interesting as always. Yeah, all, right. all right. So let, you, you remember how we end our little podcast? Um, I remember some traumatic uh, question you asked me. No, that <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. We've since retired that. Uh, we end our podcast. Thank you for that. <laughs> Until next time. I love dropping loads. All right. Tell the waitress to put.
put them on my tab yeah, I'd be sure to let him do the talking Careful when I got the chance to ask You tell me how'd you turn the other cheek To save a sorry soul All the other Haitians around him are jealous of him. Unless I'm going to pull a queen of hearts out of my rectum while you're frozen stiff, I have no interest. Okay, but how is he getting into these cars? Does he have, like, a Slim Jim or something like that? This is Josh Kokoris from Book of Josh. It's Rick Owen from Radio Freed Rick. Hi, I'm Milky Way. Pouch. You dang. And we're dropping loads. I'm Dennis DeAnton. And I'm Mario Loya. From, from Burn Down Hollywood. And you're listening to... The 76th Street Network. Hey, guys, this is Brad. This is Corey. And I'm Jared. We're from Return of the Living Podcast, and you're listening to the 76th Street Network. Yeah. Hey, do you like dudes and horror movies? Then you're gonna love us. We've got hairy men and not so hairy men and more hairy men. What the damn? What the hell? No, what do you want? Return of the Living Podcast. Now part of the 76th Street Network. Find them on iTunes.com and Stitcher.com by searching 76th Street Network. Don't have Stitcher? Download the Stitcher app from the Apple Store or Android Market. Also, find them on Facebook.com as well as on Twitter at 245T Studios.